Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is a Benjamin Pace. Hey, how's it going? My name is Benjamin Pace. Like I already said, but I said it in Italian. With well, at least with an Italian accent, so maybe you didn't you didn't quite catch it because it wasn't it wasn't a very good Italian accent. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not well, you know, there are some people who think that Pace uh, could be Italian. Um you know. Other people say it could be French. I have never wanted to spend the money to go on Ancestry.com and find out. I do know that I have a, 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 a distant, distant relative slash ancestor who's, uh, not ancestor, I'm sorry, relative, whose first and last name is Pace. Yeah, that's right. You heard that right. Pace Pace is their name. I'm, I have not met them. I'm still debating on whether or not I want to meet them. Maybe... Actually, it's kind of a toss-up. Part of me is not sure I want to meet them. Another part of me is like, I actually really want to meet them. So I'm still trying to figure that one out. Anyway, this is the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. And uh, I'm excited. So uh, today's podcast, (laughs) the name of it, the title of it is Multiplied. That's the name and the title of the podcast. And I want to talk about faithfulness. Um, Just recently, I don't know when I'm going to release this podcast. Uh, It it may be way down the line, but at the time of recording this, I I just recently came out of a conference, a week-long conference that my uh, spiritual father, uh, Brother Keith Moore, did at his church, Faith Life Church in Branson, Missouri. But what he was talking about in this conference was faithfulness. And it was what he referred to the greatest key to increase and not just talking about money, not just talking about material things, uh, any kind of increase, any kind of success, any kind of fruitfulness, faithfulness is the key to fruitfulness. Faithfulness is the key to increase. Um, Today, I want to talk about faithfulness and I want to talk about it in a little bit different direction than maybe you've heard some things. And now maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, I don't know. I know that some of the things that I'm going to talk about in this podcast, it's the first time I've heard some of this. Um, So whether or not you've heard it before, I I don't know. Um, But I'm saying some of these things for the first time. There's some revelation here, and I'm excited about it. There's some really good things in here about faithfulness and what it is. And uh, I'm I'm believing that the Lord is going to help me to get out what I I need to get out in this podcast. I'm going to start out uh, in Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to start out at the beginning, (laughs) and uh, literally... And how God created man and woman and what he told them to do in the beginning, what his first commission was to man when he made him, when he created him, and when he put him on the earth, what his purpose was. And in Genesis chapter 1, it says this, starting in verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. You see the same thing over and over again. Male and female, he created them. It says, 
in our image. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. In the image of God, he created him. It says it four times, basically. He says, make man in our image according to our likeness. He created him in his own image, and in the image he created him. He just says it over and over again. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the living thing that, every living thing that moves on the earth. He said, he said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Uh, this was man's first instruction or commandment from the Lord was to be fruitful, to multiply, and to fill the earth and to subdue it. <laughs> you know, the other day I was in my garage and uh, I was cleaning out my, my cat's litter box and I grabbed this Walmart bag to, to scoop the litter into the bag and when I looked in the bag, I saw this big old spider. I mean, I'm I mean, big, just chilling in there. And uh, man, I dropped that bag. <laughs> I, I pulled a Chris Tucker. I, I was like, oh, no, I won't say that. <laughs> I was like, you know, look at that rat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I pulled a Chris Tucker. I dropped that bag, and uh, I, I felt like the Lord spoke up on the inside. He said, "What?" He said, "Why don't Why don't you step on it?" I said, "You step on it, Lord." I, 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 I said, "Lord, I lead by you lead by example. I follow your example. You step on the spider, you know." He said, "He said I told you to fill the earth and subdue it." I said, "Well, Lord, uh, you you're gonna have to do it today, Lord, you know." But but he said to subdue the earth is the point of that, <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't in the mood to subdue the earth at that at that time. I think I got a stick and grabbed that bag and just kind of put it in the trash can or something like that. But he told us to subdue the earth. And God made man in his image and after his likeness, and he formed man out of the dust of the ground. Adam bore the mark of God on him. He resembled God. He was in God's likeness. He, well, I'll get to this in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But he, he was a, a product of God. He was the, the fruit of God. And he resembled God. Now, now, to resemble means to have qualities or features especially those of appearance, in common with, to look like, or seem like. It means you resemble, you, 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 you favor the person that you are a product of. You favor your father, your mother. You bear the mark of them, even if you don't want to, even if you don't like. You know, I have a friend, I, I have one friend um, who every, every time I see him, you know, I don't mean to do this. I, <laughs> I, I just, every time I'm like, I just remind him how much he looks like his dad. I'm like, dude, every time I see you, bro, I just see your dad. I'm sorry if that bothers you, but, you know, you, you just look so much like your dad. You are your dad. And, and sometimes, you know, I think he thinks that's funny. Sometimes maybe it bothers him a little bit. But the truth is, it doesn't matter whether it bothers him or not because he can't, he can't get rid of the mark. <laughs> he is marked by his father, and he knows it. Everybody knows it. He looks like his dad because he's the son of his father. He bears the mark of his father. And uh, Adam was made in the image of God, but the first command that God ever gave Adam was to be fruitful, to multiply, and to fill the earth. To fill the earth. And to do it by means of multiplication. Now, like I told you, this podcast is entitled Multiplied. We're talking about faithfulness, and we're talking about multiplication. We're going to get more into this in just a minute here. 
Um, but, you know, God entrusted the earth to Adam's care. A huge part of faithfulness is what you do with what's entrusted to you. And God entrusted the garden to Adam. And his calling was to dress and to keep the garden. And that was what, it was like the headquarters of the earth, you could say. It, it, it was like, it was kind of like Wakanda, you know? <laughs> it was like, this is, these are the headquarters. This is the Garden of Eden. This is the best place on the earth. But it wasn't, the earth wasn't all in the garden. The garden was just the headquarters of the earth. And that's what Adam was put in charge of. It, that was entrusted to him. And he was told to dress it, to keep it, and to be fruitful and to multiply. Those were his instructions. That's what he had to do in order to be faithful. And, and anything less than those things would have been unfaithfulness. If he didn't dress the garden, if he didn't keep the garden, and if he wasn't fruitful and he didn't multiply and he didn't fill the earth and he didn't subdue it, anything less than those instructions would have been unfaithfulness. Are you tracking with me so far? So he's, uh, he is the steward of, you know, Wakanda. <laughs> you know, he's T'Challa. You know, he is, he is the steward of the Garden of Eden. And you know the story. Uh, Satan deceived Eve with the fruit, and they fell. Well, let's go on over to Matthew chapter 25, 25 and, and we'll get a little bit more into this about how faithfulness, what it is, and what it means to multiply. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. So they're his goods. And he says, To the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents. Somebody say five other talents. What is that? Multiplication. And he said, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So the two people who had multiplication that came from what they were entrusted were the ones that he called good and faithful. But now let's look at the third servant. You've heard this before, but there may be some things in this that you haven't heard before. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you <laughs> to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. Other translations imply I was timid. I was timid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. 
You knew that I reap where I have not sown and you and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received my own back with interest. What is that? Multiplication. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant out. You know that part, you've heard that. He said, you are lazy and you are wicked because you did not produce anything. You were not fruitful. I'm going to imply this and, and, and not just imply it. I'm going to submit this rather. And, and, and this is something that originally I heard John Bevere say, and I will, I will give him credit where credit is due. Faithfulness is not just duplication. Faithfulness is multiplication. I'll say this, faithfulness is not just consistency. Consistency without fruit, watch this, can become complacency. Uh-oh. <laughs> the man with the talent, he was consistent. He said, look, you have what is yours. I still got it. I didn't lose it. And yet he was called lazy because he didn't multiply. He didn't bear any fruit. Uh-oh. Faithfulness is fruitfulness. Now, 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 let me qualify this. Consistency is the beginning of faithfulness. It is. But fruitfulness is the completion of faithfulness. It's the perfection of it. It's the completion. It's the maturity of faithfulness. Now, let me say it to you like this. You can't be faithful without being consistent. You can't. If you're not consistent, if you're not reliable, if you're not there, if you're not, if you don't show up, <laughs> it, that that's where faithfulness starts. You you cannot be faithful without being consistent. And if you're not consistent, you're not faithful. That is where it starts. That is a huge part of it. If you don't show up, if you're not there, if you're not consistent, if you're not reliable, if people can't count on you, that's where faithfulness starts. That is the beginning of faithfulness, but that's not where it ends. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you can't be faithful without being consistent, but watch this. You can be consistent without being faithful if you're not bearing fruit. Now, I just read, I just read red words to you. I just read red words. <laughs> that's, that's not redundant at all. I just read the words of Jesus to you that said, the servant who did not bear any fruit was wicked and lazy, and he was also timid. He was timid. He was afraid of his master. He was fearful. You know, there are people who are burying their talent and not being fruitful because of the fear of man rather than the fear of God. They're not multiplying. They're not producing anything. They're being consistent, and they, they think that's faithfulness. This man thought he was being faithful, and yet he wasn't because he wasn't being fruitful. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. I'm going to lay a foundation here. But remember, God told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. Jesus called the last servant laziness, or he called him lazy, rather. Laziness is a result of timidity and false humility. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not like them, and, and I could never do what they do, and I just do my little thing, and I just have my little part, and 
And, you know, this is just my part in the body, and this is just what I do. And, and God sets members in the body as as he sees fit, and, and this is just what I'm going to do forever. And, and you know, I, this is my ministry. <laughs> and it's true. Anything you do for the Lord as unto the Lord is a part of your ministry. But are you being fruitful? Are, are you doing the same thing over and over and over again? With no multiplication? Are you burying your talent under the fear of man and then giving it back to the Lord at the end of your life and saying, here, Lord, you have what is yours? I mean, it's never multiplied. It's never changed, but I still have what you gave me. I didn't lose it. Well, Jesus said, if you're not fruitful, what you have will be taken away from you. Uh Uh-oh. Listen, I didn't write this. Now, like I said, you cannot be faithful without being consistent. You being being consistent, being submitted, being reliable, people being able to count on you, that is a huge part. It's the foundation of faithfulness. But it's not the the final plank. <laughs> it's not the final paint job of faithfulness. It's, it's the foundation that you build faithfulness on. But if you just lay the foundation of a house and you never build the house, you didn't complete your assignment. And this is coming right out of my spirit. This isn't in my notes. If you lay the foundation of faithfulness, but you never build the house on top of it, are you, are you being faithful or are you being lazy? If you hire some contractors to build you a house and they lay a concrete foundation, and then they stop, and then they go eat lunch, and then they sit around and say, well, we laid the foundation, you know, we did our part. We're, we're, we're the foundation ministry. <laughs> and listen, that is a ministry. That is a, that is a big part. Thank God you can't build the house without a foundation. But is God done with you? Are you multiplying? Are you bearing fruit? If God, if God gave you a gift, if God gave you an anointing and you come to the end of your life and you haven't done anything with that anointing, I am sorry, but that's what Jesus called laziness and unfaithfulness. Jesus said that. If you know there's a grace in you and on your life and you are not doing anything with it and you are not multiplying that, and you are using consistency as a cop-out and an excuse when it's really timidity, that's what this servant did, and Jesus called it unfaithful, and he called it lazy. Now listen, this is just coming right out of my heart. I'm not, (laughs) I just work here, okay? (laughs) Don't get mad at me. That's false humility. It's timidity. It's laziness. We're called to bear fruit. We're called to multiply. Our, our commission is to be fruitful and multiply. You can't have faithfulness without consistency, but you can be consistent without being fruitful. And if you're not being fruitful, are you being faithful? If you're just laying the foundation, but you're not building the house, you're not finishing the project, you're not finishing the assignment on your life, that God's put on you. You're not bearing fruit. You're not multiplying. You're not producing. If you know there's a grace on you 
and you're not using it, if, if you know there's a grace in you to do music, but you're doing nothing with it, if you know that there's a call and anointing on your life to preach, but you're not preaching, are you being faithful with what God entrusted to you? If you're not multiplying, if you're burying your talent out of timidity and false humility, you're not being faithful. And you'll give an account for that. And God is not going to applaud anybody for burying what he gave them. If God gave it to you, and you've had other people recognize it on your life, you've had other people look at it and say, I see that, I see that anointing, I recognize it. Fathers of the faith, mothers of the faith who have called things out on your life and laid hands on you and said, there's an, a grace and anointing on you to do this, and you're not doing anything with that. And you're not multiplying it. What is that? It's laziness and it's unfaithfulness. But faithfulness is fruitfulness. I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> There's something here. Read the scriptures. Examine the scriptures. I'm, this is not my idea. I'm reading, I'm reading red words to you. These are verses. And I've got more where that came from. Thank you, Lord. I gave you a seed packet. I gave you a seed packet. And you are called to plant and to harvest from what I gave you. But if you return to me the package of seeds that I gave to you to plant and to produce, how is that faithfulness? Ovra se venemande le sondro drebe si gavarte os deveno aringato se venemashotova rabarte. I provide the soil, I provide the seed, but you've got to do the planting. You've got to breed. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Be faithful with what I've given you and bear fruit. So shall you be called my disciple. Ooh, we're only 30 minutes in. I was not expecting that. And I'm not doing that lightly. I'm not doing that to try and... Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Keep wanting to talk in tongues. Faithfulness is fruitfulness. You've got to plant what God has given you. If God gives you a package of seeds and you do nothing with that, and you just hand him back the package of seeds at the end of your life, and you haven't planted it or produced it, if you haven't borne fruit, if you haven't multiplied that, that's not faithfulness. It's laziness. You've got to produce the seeds that God has given you to reproduce. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to get past this <laughs> to the next part, but I don't want to move past what, what the, the Spirit of God is saying in this. Thank you, Jesus. There are things that people know they are graced and anointed to do, but, but they have not even taken a step toward it because they are timid and they are afraid and they feel like, I can't do it. I'm not this person. I'm not that person. I'm not, I just need to sit in the shadows and, and, and because that's humility. No, humility 
is dependency on God. And if you're staying in a safe zone and in the kitty part of the pool and you're not going to the deep end, that's actually not humility. Humility is dependency on God. And if you never step out and get into a place of risk and get to a, the aching void, like Lillian Beoman said, I, I, Jesus delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet but the word of God. I'm speaking right out of my spirit in the name of Jesus. And you never get into that place of dependency on him. That's, that's real humility. True humility is dependency on the Holy Spirit. Not staying in, in the comfortable, safe net. <laughs> and don't misunderstand me. God can have you somewhere for 20 years in the same place doing the same thing. Don't misunderstand me. And that absolutely is an element of faithfulness. But if you're being faithful in that place, you're going to be bearing fruit. And, and bearing fruit always causes you to have to step up and, and have courage and step up to the plate. You can't, you can't multiply and bear fruit if you're not gaining ground, if you're not producing, if you're not doing any plowing. If God's put you somewhere, it's to dress it and to keep it and to multiply it. God put Adam in the garden so that he could dress it, keep it, and be fruitful and multiply and fill the empty spaces. God will have people in places for 20 years, the same place, doing things, and that is faithfulness. And don't you dare leave where God has placed you if you know that's where you're supposed to be. But if that's where you're supposed to be, how do we know if you're being faithful there? You're bearing fruit. You're bearing fruit. There's multiplication. And not just in the natural, there's multiplication in the spirit. There's an increase of anointing. You're growing in grace like Jesus did. You're increasing in your faith. You're increasing in your relationship with the Lord. I'm not just talking about, oh, now you're believing for higher amounts of money than you were before. Jesus said that unrighteous mammon is what qualifies you for the true riches. We don't want to put too much emphasis on the unrighteous mammon. Faithfulness and fruit is really measured by whether or not you're entrusted by true riches, which are spiritual things. Somebody can have a bunch of success in the natural. doesn't necessarily mean, mean that God has entrusted them with spiritual things. And those are the people who have really been qualified as faithful are the ones who have been tested in the unrighteous mammon and have been entrusted with spiritual things. And that's something that's not in my notes. I've never even seen that before till this moment. <laughs> But just because you don't have natural things or natural increase is not necessarily an indication of unfaithfulness or a lack of fruit. Has God trusted spiritual things to you? That's the, the evidence right there. Jesus said, if you haven't been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust you with true riches? Come on. Thank you, Lord. That's where the test of faithfulness really is. That's where the real fruit is, is in the spirit, the things of the spirit. Are you increasing? Are you multiplying? Are you bearing fruit? Fruitfulness is faithfulness. Thank God I think I can finally move on from that. <laughs> In John chapter 15, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, 
unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. A faithful disciple bears fruit and multiplies. Verse 16, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You see this over and over and over again. Your job as a disciple, as a believer, is to bear much fruit. And that is the mark of God on your life. Oh, come on. That is the likeness of God because God is a creator. God is a multiplier. And multiplication is what marks you, is what makes you (laughs) resemble God. Oh, come on. You see how we're tying it back to the beginning in Genesis? He said, I've made man in my likeness. He resembles me. Why? Because you're bearing fruit like your father. And you can't argue with fruit. You can't argue with multiplication with fruitfulness. People have thought that faithfulness is just consistency and doing the same thing over and over again. But according to Jesus, consistency without fruitfulness can be laziness. Without any change, any multiplication, any fruit. Now, now, like I said, you can't bear fruit without consistency. You can't be faithful without consistency. Consistency is the foundation. Sticking with it, not quitting. That's the first step. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. In John 14, Jesus said, The works that I do, you will do also. And what? Greater works than these. (laughs) What is that? Multiplication. The purpose of seed is multiplication. That, that was what just came out a few minutes ago in that word. The purpose of seed is multiplication. And Jesus said we're called to do greater works than him. Now, now, now he did really great works on the earth. And if he did really great works on the earth, and we're told to do a, multiplica- a multiplication, a multiplied version of what he did, why would we choke on the thought of doing greater works than Billy Graham or Smith Wigglesworth? Uh Uh-oh. Now, some people would say, well, that's pride to even think like that. Well, I'm not trying to be better than Smith Wigglesworth or, or Billy Graham. That's not my point. I'm trying to be faithful to Jesus. And whether I'm not, I'm not measuring what I do in my life based on what they did. That's not my point. That's just competition. That's childish. No, but they're not my standard. I'm not trying to be more like Billy Graham. I'm trying to be more like Jesus. Now, Billy Graham had him some fruit. (laughs) He had him some multiplication because he was a faithful man. And you can't argue with fruit. But at the same time, my my goal, my example is not to do greater works than Billy Graham. It's to be a multiplication of the works of Jesus. That's my focus. That's how I'm going to be fruitful because he's the vine. He, He said, without me, you can do nothing. And if I try to abide in the vine of Smith Wigglesworth... I got to be careful. Now, I, now I can receive of the anointing of my fathers in the faith, but it all comes from the same vine, and my eyes are on Jesus. It's the anointing that I want to abide in, not the natural side of my fathers in the faith. Does that make sense? It's the thing that comes from the vine of Jesus. That's what I'm gonna. 
receive of that's going to cause me to bear fruit is the vine. And in order to bear fruit, there has to be seed that takes root. You can only bear fruit if the seed of the word of God and of the anointing that you receive has taken root in you. Like I said, Adam bore the image of God because God breathed his very life into Adam. It was a seed. It was something that took root in him and he reproduced it. Now, now in the, the last part of this podcast, I'm going to try not to go too far over an hour. I want to talk about this side of things. What does it mean to imitate God? And what does it mean to reproduce God and to reproduce the anointing, to multiply the anointing, the things that have been entrusted to us, the impartations that have come through our fathers and elders in the faith, the impartations of the word, the things that we've received that have taken root? What does it mean to reproduce that and to multiply it? In Ephesians 5.1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. It didn't just say be an imitator of God as, as a copycat. It said as a dear child. In other words, I'm reproducing what I see in my parents. I'm reproducing the anointing as a dear child. That dear child part is very important. You know, I'll say this. You are not a clone of God. You are a child. And you're also not a clone of your spiritual parents. You are supposed to be a child (laughs) of your spiritual parents. You're to imitate Jesus as a child imitates their father. You're to imitate God. In John 8, Jesus told the people he was talking to, you are of your father the devil, and the works of your father you will do. In other words, the fruit of your father you will bear. The image of your father you bear because that's your spiritual root. You know, that's why Jesus had to come to change that spiritual root in the earth, to reproduce something different, the multiplication of something different. That's what Acts chapter 2 was, the multiplication of the church. Jesus said, if a seed goes into the ground and dies, it'll bear much fruit. In other words, Jesus was the seed that died so that it could reproduce and multiply into the church. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? He was the firstborn of many brethren. Jesus' commission was to be fruitful and to multiply. And he was faithful. He was the most faithful. He's a faithful high priest. And he still, to this day, ever lives to to make intercession for us. That's where the consistency is. But Jesus is not only consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not only consistent, he's fruitful. He's multiplying. The seed that he sowed into the earth is still multiplying. Thank you, Lord. And he's not done yet. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 in uh, the Amplified says, Pattern yourselves after me. Follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. He said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. In other words, imitate the Christ in me. Imitate the anointing. In other words, reproduce the anointing. Look for the anointing. I'm not to try and copy Paul after the flesh. I'm not supposed to try and copy my spiritual fathers after the flesh, hoping to reproduce the anointing. I'm supposed to imitate the Christ in them, the anointing. I'm supposed to reproduce the anointing. 
He's not saying imitate Paul. He's saying imitate the Christ in Paul. If I imitate a man, eventually I'll imitate their flaws. But if I purpose to imitate the Christ in a person, I'll be imitating Christ as a dear child. And why would I need to imitate the Christ in someone? Because they are marked by him. (laughs) They are marked by God. They're marked by the anointing by Christ. They carry the image of God like a son. He's saying be influenced by people who are bearing fruit. People who have the fruit because they have the root. Now bear in mind what we're talking about. Faithfulness is fruitfulness. In Genesis 18, 19, uh, he says this to Abraham, For I have known Abraham in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. In other words, because he knew Abraham was going to reproduce the works of God, he called him faithful. He said, I can trust you. I can talk to you. I can talk to you about what I'm going to do in the earth, my plans, because I know that you're going to reproduce what I've given you in the generations to come. This is faithfulness. This is reproduction. This is passing the baton. It's carrying on. It's multiplication. That, Naturally speaking, that's what multiplication is. People who have kids... You are, they're carrying on your legacy, your name. But with Christ, it's not about them carrying on your legacy and your name. It's about teaching your kids, training them up in the Lord so that they can carry on the anointing. And this is true naturally. This is true spiritually of spiritual parents. It's teaching the generations how to reproduce and multiply the anointing to carry it on, that it not be lost to a generation, to multiply it to bear fruit, be fruitful and multiply. You know, we're told to follow the faith of our elders, not to copy the flesh of our elders. That means we receive of and conceive the same root and the same anointing for the purpose of bearing more fruit. In 1 Corinthians 4, I'm almost done, 14 through 17, says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. (laughs) You may have a lot of people you listen to on YouTube, but you don't have a lot of spiritual fathers that you're called to reproduce. In other words, if you'll be more selective in your spiritual parentage, you'll be more effective. You'll bear more fruit. He says, For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore I urge you, imitate me. Now, he's not saying copy me after the flesh. He's not saying dress like me. He's not saying try to imitate my hand motions while I preach. He's saying reproduce the anointing. He said, I've begotten you through the gospel. He said, for this reason, I sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in the church. You know, he keeps saying in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, the anointing, the anointed one. He said, he's my beloved and faithful son, not my copycat, not my clone. (laughs) He's reproducing these things that I've given to him. He's bearing fruit. He's multiplying what I've entrusted to him. You know, God gives us spiritual parents for a reason. And he brings people into our lives for a reason. He joins us to anointings and ministries so that we can receive of, conceive of, and reproduce those anointings and make them our own. 
But some people have gotten the idea that faithfulness is being a clone rather than being a child, a protege rather than a product. The problem is that many people are trying to repeat rather than reproduce. <laughs> you know, Jesus talked about vain repetition. Vain repetition is consistency with no result, without any fruit. He said people think that they'll be heard for their much speaking. He said, beware of this. Vain repetition, watch this, is prayer with no results. It's confession with no results. It's confessing and praying with no root of faith. You know, Jesus spoke to the fig tree, and he used nine words, and he walked away. He said, he, the Bible says he went up to the fig tree, and he thought there was fruit on it. But then when he came close, he saw that there was no fruit. In other words, that was an unfaithful tree. And he said, no fruit be born on you from this day. In other words, take what he has and give it to the other. Uh-oh, we're back to Matthew 25. Take what he has and give it. No fruit be born from you from this day. And the disciples marveled at it. And he said, if you'll have the grain of mustard seed, you'll speak to the mountain and it'll be removed. Remember that word we had earlier in the podcast about that seed packet that God gives you? that you're to reproduce. He's not saying that if you, you have this tiny amount of faith, you can speak to a mountain and it'll be moved. If that was the case, go get in your car, drive 12 hours or wherever you're from, from where I am, it's 12 hours, drive to Colorado, go stand in front of Pike's Peak and speak to it. And let's see if it moves. I'm pausing for effect. Do you think it's going to move? No. Does that contradict what Jesus said? No. He's not saying that the mountain is going to automatically move if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. He's saying if you have the seed of faith, and if you use your faith, and if you develop your faith, that seed can turn into the kind of faith that can eventually speak to mountains and they be removed. It's a seed, and a seed needs to be multiplied, but the people are like, well, I've, well, I've got the grain of mustard seed. Why am I not seeing more things happen in my life? Because you're not developing your faith. You're not multiplying it. You're not doing anything with it. You're not using your faith in the little things. You're not exercising your faith to believe for $500 to pay your bills. And Jesus said, if you're not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust you with true riches? If you're not using your faith for the little things, you're not going to be able to use it for the big things. Jesus said, if you have the seed, eventually you can speak to the mountain. But it's a seed. It'll grow into the kind of faith that it can eventually do that. It's a seed, and it's meant to be multiplied, though. And it's not up to God to multiply it. He gives you the seed. He gives you the soil. He sends the rain. But you've got to do the planting. You've got to use what God gave you. He said, you be fruitful and multiply. And I'll bless it. And it'll grow to that point. You know, every tree is known by its fruit. And fruit doesn't lie. I've said that a couple times, but it's worth saying again. If there's no fruit, something must be wrong with the root, just like that fig tree. And if you want to identify faithfulness in any area of life, look at the fruit. Now, like I said, we're not just talking about natural fruit. Genuine faith in the face of opposing circumstances is spiritual fruit. <laughs> it, we're talking about fruitfulness in the spirit. Now, it will, it will affect the natural it will affect the natural, and it has a natural application and correlation. There is a, there is a uh, parallel nature of spiritual things with natural things. But that's not the main place you look for fruit. 
faith is fruit. And, you know, faith is a fruit of the Spirit. That's a good thing to identify right there. Uh, Don't justify the lack of self-control by calling it faith. (laughs) What do I mean? Well, I'm just spending this money by faith, when really it's just a lack of self-control. No, one of the the best fruits is the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. Uh, a fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, humility, self-control. If you want to know whether or not you're bearing fruit, that's the first place you should look. Are you bearing the fruit of the Spirit? And if you're not, if there's no fruit of the Spirit in your life, you need to check the root. And a lot of times that's the first place you need to look before you say, why am I not seeing more financial increase? Hey, check the spiritual fruit first, and then we'll talk about the natural fruit. The fruit of the Spirit will cause you to bear fruit in every area of your life, physically, financially, relationally. You know, a lot of people, if they'd exercise more financial self-control, they'd bear more fruit financially. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Don't get mad at me. No tomatoes today. I'm not hungry. He said he prunes the branch that it may bear more fruit. You know, God might have to cut some things out of your life so you can bear more fruit. And you might have to allow him to. He said he he prunes the branch that it bear more fruit. And sometimes God has to cut some things back for the purpose of bearing more fruit. And, you know, when you're faithful with what God gives you, he always gives you more. And people say, you know, Lord, why haven't you done what I asked you to do? And a lot of times God looks back at them and says, why haven't you done what I commanded you to do? Why haven't you been fruitful and multiplied? Why haven't you been faithful with what I've given you? If you're faithful with what I've given you, if you plant the seed packet that I gave you, you'd see more fruit that you want to see in your life. And of course, there is a time for some things. The Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And there is a due season for some things. When you plant seeds, they don't spring up overnight. There's a harvest time. There's a harvest season. And just because you're not seeing everything you want to see in your life doesn't mean you haven't been faithful. But did you plant the seed? Are you watering the seed? Listen, if God gave you a dream, if he gave you a vision for your life, you're not unfaithful if you haven't seen that come to pass yet. Oh, but are you watering the seed? Oh, come on, glory to God. Are you watering that dream? Are you watering that vision that God gave you? Are, 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 are you keeping it alive, just like a plant? Are, are, have you planted it? And if you've planted it, are you watering it? See, that's faithfulness. Why? Because if you plant the seed and if you water it faithfully, see, that's where the consistency comes in. Listen, for a while, I was not watering my grandmother's pants, plants faithfully and consistently, and they started to die. And the Lord spoke to me one morning. He said, Ben, if you treat your dreams the way you've been treating your grandmother's plants, your dreams will die the way her plants have been, dream- have been dying. And so I ch- made a change in both things. I started watering her plants consistently so that she wasn't upset with me anymore. And then I started watering the dream that God gave me to keep it alive on the inside. And you know what? If you keep watering the seed eventually, maybe it's going to bear fruit and it's going to be fruit that remains. And some things take time for a reason because it's growing, it's producing, and it's going to remain once it springs forth. And it's worth the wait. And it's worth not growing weary and well-doing and staying consistent so that you can reap in due season. But listen, reaping is bearing fruit, baby. And a lot of people are are focusing on the not growing weary and well-doing, but they're not expecting anything. They haven't planted the seed that God gave them, and they're not believing for anything. They're not looking for vision, and and there's nothing to reap because they they still got the seed packet. And they say, oh, I'm I'm just not worthy. 
No, baby, that's not faithfulness, that's laziness. Oh, but if you're watering the dream, if you're watering the vision that God gave you, eventually it's going to pop up, it's going to spring forth, and it's going to bear fruit in your life. If you, if you tend the garden that God gave you, if you dress and keep the garden that God gave you, eventually you'll be fruitful and multiply. I'm saying things that weren't even ha- halfway in my notes that are just coming right out of my heart. If you'll dress and you'll keep the garden that God gave you, eventually you will be fruitful and you will multiply. Harvest time is coming. Due season is coming. Keep those dreams alive. Keep those seeds alive. Be faithful. Be consistent to water them. And and, and Jesus said, if you haven't been faithful with that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? And you know, oh, glory to God, I just saw something. Uh, Give me a few more minutes here. Just give me a few more minutes. He said, those who water will themselves be watered. (laughs) Can I tell you one way to water the vision and the dream that God gave you? Water other people's dreams. Oh, glory to God. Water other people's visions. Uh, Serve another man's vision. Serve another man's thing. If you haven't been faithful with what is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? And if you water other people, if you serve other people, Jesus said, you yourself will be watered. You know why? Because you're receiving of the anointing from that place that you're serving. And and, and you're reproducing that anointing. And you're going to bear the mark of that anointing because God has you connected to that place and that anointing for a reason. And you're receiving of it. You're reproducing it. Oh, and baby, that's going to water the vision and the dream that God gave you. Because you're hooked and you're connected and you're bearing fruit and you're multiplying. Glory to God, I'm preaching this morning. You're multiplying. And you water other people. (laughs) You yourself will be watered. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, man, there's so much here I could get into. And uh, I think I need to be done here in just a minute. Uh, if you have just a, just a minute longer, I'm just going to say a few more things. I'll be done. Um, God told me one time, Ben, if you want me to give you my best, I need you to give me your best. And, and that is that is where the consistency comes in. That's also where the diligence comes in rather than being lazy. You know, consistency can turn into complacency, but it takes intentionality to bear fruit. And, you know, we have too many preacher parrots rather than, than children. <laughs> rather, we have too many clones, not enough children. We, we have people, you know, they're, 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 they hear preachers preach, and they say good stuff, and, and then they hear it, and they repeat it. And they say, oh, well, by, by his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. That's not a very good parrot. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying. Instead of letting it take root and receiving of it and making it their own. Reproducing it. They're repeating it rather than reproducing it. They're being a preacher parrot, but there's no root. When a parrot says something, it means nothing to the parrot. It's just repeating what it's heard. It has no heart investment. It'll repeat anything. But are you a preacher parrot? Or are you a child (laughs) of the anointing? You know, uh, a DNA test doesn't lie. You know, uh, let me say it to you like this, and I know that there's different scenarios and different things happen. Don't, don't get mad at me for this example, but just for the sake of this, 
the DNA of a child <laughs> can measure the faithfulness or unfaithfulness of the mother. Now, I know there's a lot of different scenarios. Don't, don't take that as a blanket statement and don't get mad at me. Uh, let's just you know put it in a, a limited example here. What's one way of determining whether or not a woman has been unfaithful? Well, how do I say this? If the father is from Missouri and the child comes out looking Asian <laughs> and neither one of them are Asian, somebody's been stepping out. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> somebody's been spending a little bit too much time at, at, at the Hong Kong buffet. You know what I mean? I mean, I, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm not being racist or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking. I'm just being real. I'm just saying, you know, if that baby's got squinty eyes, <laughs> I may have to cut this out. You know, there's, there's some unfaithfulness there. Why? Because it's marked by the DNA. It's marked by the DNA. And the mark that a child bears, it, it betrays the fruit and the root, the seed that was sown. And unfaithfulness can be measured by the fruit that's born. I don't mean to be, uh, I'm just being silly there. I just have a sense of humor. Come on. But a true son bears the image of his father. And, you know, sometimes people think if I copy them or I dress like them, I talk like them, then I'm being faithful. But that can just be being a clone. If you're just walking in the footsteps of the ground they've already conquered, are you multiplying? Are you plowing new ground? Are you conquering new land? You're unique, you're different. And you're like every child. You have a unique fingerprint for a reason, but you carry the mark. You carry the image. And if you, you allow that, that seed, that root, to take root in you to what God has joined you to, you'll be fruitful and you'll multiply. God wants children who are fruitful, not clones who repeat what's already been done. Oh, come on. He's not interested in plastic decoration fruit. He wants real fruit and real multiplication. I don't want to copy a man after the flesh. That can be idolizing a person. I want to reproduce the anointing. That's imitating Christ. And I don't have to look and act just like everybody else after the flesh. Uh, if the root is right, I'll carry the mark. I'll carry the anointing. I'll bear the fruit. And God will use that same anointing to bear more fruit to conquer more land. But it's real fruit. It's real fruit that remains. I'll just say this and I'll be done. If I'm not being fruitful... I'm not being faithful. The lazy man in Matthew 25, he said, here, you have what is yours. What is that? That's repet repetition, not reproduction. He gave him back what was given. He gave him back what he, he, he had. That's not faithfulness. And that's what a lot of people do. They're repeating what so-and-so said. They're dressing like them. They're repeating their accent. They're hoping to access the anointing. But that's not how it comes. It comes by letting the root take root and it comes by reproducing that fruit. Thank you, Lord. Man, thank you, Jesus. There's a lot here I could say and do. I'll say this. You know, Jesus said that if a, if a seed falls into the ground and dies, it'll bear much fruit. You know, sometimes to bear fruit, you have to die to your agenda. <laughs> and, you, and you have to take up God's agenda. You have to lose the agenda of the flesh. And you have to take up God's cause and the cause of the anointing. You know, anytime Christians begin to get distracted with anything other than the multiplication of the church and the revealing of the sons of God, they're getting off track. And they can be in danger of unfaithfulness. 
And that's what Jesus said in Matthew 25. He said, the kingdom of God is like this, what you're reproducing. Faithfulness is fruitfulness. So let me just say this. Don't be a clone. Be a child. Don't use your 3D printer to copy someone else's fruit. Just abide in the same root. You know, I don't have any time for fake faith that produces no fruit. And quite frankly, neither do you. We don't have time for spiritual pride that keeps the church divided into camps and keeps us from bearing fruit. We can't have fruit without connection and being where God has connected us. But if you'll abide and obey, you'll multiply. Your fruit will bear the undeniable, unmistakable image of Christ. This has been the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. Man, I hope I didn't make you mad, but I enjoyed this. I hope you did too. Um, There's not much else to say. So thank you for clicking play, and I'll talk to you the next time uh, you, uh, you, you come my way. I kind of switched it up on you there. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.